0: Good morning, Victory family and friends. This is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. My name is Paul and I am privileged to serve as pastor of this amazing congregation called Victory Church of Charlottesville where our vision is to see people reconciled to God and to each other. That is our why. And that vision is uh, largely inspired by and, and, and why we as a community align with this vision because it's inspired by Him being risen from the dead. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen! That is good news that he did not stay in the grave. We have reason to celebrate. Same power that raised him from the dead is the same power we, you and I, have access to today. Happy Resurrection Day. We are grateful that he got up out of the grave And in the early church, when greeting each other, they didn't say, hey, what up? How you doing? They said, he is risen. And then the other would respond, he is risen indeed. They didn't want to forget the magnitude, the significance of him having gotten up out of the grave. And neither do we. And while we give emphasis today, across the world, to Resurrection Sunday today, we no doubt every day celebrate the fact that he is not in the tomb. The tomb is empty. He is risen, and we are grateful. Amen. So thankful that we get to celebrate Resurrection Sunday through this virtual medium. Uh, I pray that uh, this this service finds you well, full of faith and hope in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because he is risen. Today we're going to be looking at uh, the book of Luke. Chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. Luke 24, verses 1 through 8. I'm so grateful that we, we, can, we can live. We can live our lives without fear because he has risen. The song even says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. And I know that he holds the future. Because of that life is worth the living just because he lives so glad he is risen today he is risen indeed luke chapter 24 verses 1 through 8 lord help us today as we study your word open our eyes so that we may see all that is here in your word for us i pray that it dropped the 18 or so inches from our head to our heart such that it's just not head knowledge that makes us top-heavy, Lord, but that it really seeps deep down inside of us and, and and cultivates change in our hearts such that tomorrow we can walk more uprightly before you than we did today. That we can take the next step of obedience in this sanctification process. Open our eyes today. Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak to each and every one of us today through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 24 verses one through eight, and it reads this way. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. The title of the message this morning is a question. Remember? Remember? And the main point of this message today is he is risen. Remember? Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, when I was dead broke. No, just kidding. Um, Remember? Remember the words we were told years ago, the helpful pieces of advice the, or guidance that we received that maybe at the time we didn't quite grasp? I'd heard trying is lying. Trying is lying. Trying is lying. I heard it, but for whatever reason, it didn't resonate or make much sense to me as a lesson in integrity as it did some years later. I imagine you too had some pieces of helpful advice or guidance or words spoken from elders or others, maybe even peers. That for whatever reason you didn't hear, fear, maturity, maybe you just wasn't listening straight up. But they were helpful words that, that at another time, for whatever reason, maybe it was some unexpected occurrence, good or bad, brought back to your remembrance. Oh man, yes, I remember that word. All of us find ourselves in that space. And the woman in this text had gone to this tomb and found it empty. The same woman who were also there in Luke chapter nine, uh, Luke 17, Matthew 17, when Jesus said that he was going to be delivered into the hands of men, that he'd be killed and that on the third day he would rise again. These women, Mary Magdalene, Mary, mother of James, uh, Mary uh, Salome, Joanna, uh, other women, they were there, and these are the women here. They had followed Joseph of Arimathea when, when, when he had taken Jesus' body to the tomb. So they knew exactly where he was being laid, and they said, "You know what? We're going to go prepare some spices so we can come back and and honor, honor him." And I'm not, I'm not mad at them for making these preparations. They go home, they rush home, they make these preparations, but the next day. It's the Sabbath. So they have to wait. They're in obedience to the commandment to rest on the Sabbath. They do just that. But early in the morning, first day of the week, it says they got up to go to the tomb. I imagine my sanctified imagination. This isn't in the text here that they probably didn't even sleep the night before. Can you imagine? This is their Lord. They witnessed this crucifixion. They are they are just in awe for so many different reasons. He's dead. He's gone. Oh, I can't sleep. I want to go and honor him. Let's bring some spices. And to that end, I'm not so mad at them for preparing spices. Some might say, oh, what were they preparing for? He told them, didn't he, that he would be raised on the third day. and uh, They didn't know what time on the third day. Maybe they wanted to get there early and, and and honor him with these spices so he'd smell good when he did rise. I don't know. Not so mad that they made Preparations. We, too, make preparations, do we not? Lord is our provision and he helps us to provide or make preparations perhaps for our kids to go to college to the best of our ability. We make preparations for for retirement again to the best of our ability. I'm not so mad at them for preparing. But then they get to the tomb and they find that this the stone that had sealed the tomb shut had been rolled away. Some scholars suggest this stone weighed somewhere in the ballpark of a thousand pounds. Just rolled away. So that's a short parenthetical. Is there anything in your life that seems too heavy for you to just get it out of the way? A burden too heavy for you to carry? Anxieties, a care in the world, too much for you to even kind of throw off alone. Jesus' resume, his CV, if you will, suggests he can handle it. They get to the tomb. The stone is moved and not, mind you, because Jesus needed this stone moved so he could walk out. He walked on water. He had done enough miracles. Certainly he could have found his way out of this tomb. Stone was moved for them, a sign, if you will, for them and for us and the others who would hear. And when we find in our lives the stone moved away, my prayer is today that we find encouragement and comfort in that. Or else we can be just like the woman in the story in that they went in, the stone was moved away, they were puzzled, they were were wondering about all of this, perplexed. Sometimes when we're praying for family members, maybe it's a cousin who doesn't know Jesus, we're praying for our marriage or friend's marriage, we're praying for the heart of a coworker, we're praying that somebody be relieved of symptoms, whatever it is, and then there's the answer to that prayer, only for us and our response to be, wait a second, hold up. wait, What, what happened? What, what, what do you mean you're not, having any, what? you're not having any more symptoms? You sure? Are you sure you're okay? Y'all not fighting anymore like the way you used to fight? Now it's just kind of regular arguments? Are you sure? And for those of us who follow Christ, sometimes we can strangely find comfort in the very thing that we're praying for and expecting God to deliver us from. And just like the angels in this text, Jesus comes alongside us and he says, hey, I'm working. Just like I said, I would. The text says that two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning, referenced as angels in other accounts, stood beside them. And the woman, said, the text says, they were scared. And in their fear, they, they bowed down with their faces to the ground. And the angels say at the end of verse 5, why do you look for the living among the dead? Why are you, why are you, you, going, you going to McDonald's to, to get some filet? What, what are you doing? Why are you bringing up all that stuff from your spouse's past when, when they've been delivered from it? Which is assuming they've been delivered from it, parenthetical. If they have not... Because the past is seen also in the present, then there may be reasons to bring up some stuff from the past so that it can be dealt with in the way that's manifesting in the present. But let's say they've been delivered. Why are you bringing it up? So what? It took 20 years for them to to realize that squeezing the toothpaste from the bottom up was the way to go. Celebrate it. Don't bring it up and and try to have the argument you want to have that, that you've been having for 20 years, somehow finding comfort, strangely, even safety in such arguments. Sister so-and-so on the front row. Why is she sitting on the front row? Always got her hands up, saying hallelujah. Always got a testimony on the Zoom call. Is she seeing God like that in her life every day? Really? What you gonna do, lead a victory group next? Yes, hallelujah. She sold out for Jesus. Come in, the water is good. You prayed and God answered, celebrate. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Why do you look? For the living among the dead. He is risen. And verse six says, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified and on the third day be raised again. And then verse eight says, then they remembered his words. Remember? Remember how we said he'd work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose? How about we not wait 10 years until we get a glimpse of how God is working things together for good? And even then, I say glimpse because even then it'll only be a glimpse Remember his word that he he works all things together for good. And in remembering, worship, give thanks, give praise, give honor. Right now, yes, it's difficult in the season we find ourselves in. I'm getting calls, texts, social media posts literally every day. Hey, Paul, you know, so-and-so passed away due to COVID-19. Hey, Paul, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news here, man, but, uh, you know, so-and-so's mom, you know, she'd been struggling with COVID-19. She's gone. Hey, Paul, uh, listen, man, I, sorry to have to text this to you, but, you know, so-and-so, they've been in the hospital, they're still in the hospital, they're fighting, looks like they're getting better, but we're not sure. Just, I just wanted you to know so you can be praying. Hey, Paul, you know, so-and-so, yeah, man, their cousin, you know, that one that they work with, they passed away due to COVID-19. Yes! it's difficult and let's remember his word in this season right now let's remember that he is the prince of peace let's remember that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us let's remember that he is near to the brokenhearted let's remember that he'll bring healing to those hearts that are broken in the midst of let's remember that we can cast off our cares on him because he cares better for us than anybody else can. Let's remember. I remember that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. I remember your word. I remember we could have faith in famine. I remember. and may it be in our lives that it doesn't take a jarring effort or a jarring circumstance or a jarring space that we find ourselves in jarring, whether good or bad. To help us or prompt us to remember his word. May we find ourselves to that end. In his word, often such that we can recall it as needed. The women here were startled. They were startled. They were scared. And then, and then it says they remembered his word. I don't know why they forgot it. It was hidden from them. It says Uh, in another chapter, it was maybe it was due to maturity. Maybe they wouldn't be able to grasp all of it. I don't, I don't know why they forgot it in this moment. I just know that in this moment, when reminded, it said they remembered what had been spoken to them. And then in later verses it goes on and it says they hurried, one of the other gospel accounts says. They hurried and they ran to tell the good news. And if I can just interject here that it's not lost on me. I interject it every time because every time I read it, I'm struck by it. That the most important piece of mail, the most important telegram, the most important email or text or Facebook message was entrusted. The most important sermon to be preached was entrusted to women. These women, he is risen. Here's the gospel. Go. They rushed. They hurried off. Oh, we don't have time for it today. They hurried off and they ran to tell. Might I admonish all of us, myself included. Run, tell that. Run and tell that he is risen. There's a lot of chatter going on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and and all the, the different mediums through which we can receive information. There's a lot going on, but run, tell that. That he is risen. I'm just here to encourage you. He's risen and he is risen indeed. And we don't need to wait until, until our child is completely healed. We don't need to wait until the marriage is completely whole. In fact, I'd encourage you not to wait for them or your roommate or your co-worker to become perfect because they probably won't. We can remember his word now and run till then. I'm so glad that my. My, my, my elders, my parents, grandparents, my, my, the, my ancestors, if you will. They didn't wait until America figured it out, all the sin that had been committed. They didn't wait. They said, no, we're going to run and tell that, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that will allow you, Paul, when your counselor says, oh, I don't think you'll make it at a UVA to apply anyway. And to make sure he knows when you graduate with your undergrad and grad degree. It's the same power. The one that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that can bring healing to a marriage that seems irreparable. It's the same power. The same power that can come into your home and bring peace. The same power that can come into a broken heart in the midst of this pandemic and bring healing. The same power. Run tell that he is risen. And he is risen indeed. It's the same power when, when when, you were depressed. Speaking of myself and maybe some of you. And, and you thought taking your own life was a good idea. Same power that snatched you from the pit of death. Is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Those same powers that's operating today. So run and tell that. Run and tell that he is risen. Oh, that we would remember his word, and as we close and conclude today, I, I just, I wanna, I wanna remember together uh, via the sacraments. Again, we did um, last week. We did on Friday night over Facebook Live. Thank you for those who were able to join, and I want to do so again today. By receiving the symbols of his body that was broken and his blood shed for us. Celebrating, knowing that he didn't stay in the grave, but that he is risen. And so if you have some juice, grape juice and bread, doesn't have to be grape juice, whatever you have, I'll give you a second to go grab it. And I just want to remember, I just want to remember. Communion, y'all, family, it is a celebration of the gospel. Gospel being that he took on our sins, and as such, he took on the wages of that sin, which was death. He did that in our place so that we can be made whole through him. Participation in communion is for anyone who calls Jesus Lord And the Bible speaks in 1 Corinthians 11 of how we ought to come to this table. That we ought not to come lightly or irreverent or just in a way that doesn't uh, or in an unworthy manner. And so I want to just give us a moment to just reflect, examine our hearts and how we are holding this space of his death and his burial and his resurrection. How, How are we pondering it and i just want to give us a second to ponder to ponder his sacrifice bible says in first corinthians chapter 11 in the latter part of verse 23 that on the night that our lord jesus was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and he said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together. Verse 25 says, In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you do this, in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the broken body, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We do this in remembrance of you. And we celebrate today. We celebrate that which you conquered in your death and, God, that you continued in victory in being raised from the dead. Today we celebrate You're being risen. And I declare, we declare, Lord, to rise today in our hearts. To be the resurrection in our lives. May the power that raised you from the dead be at work. And may we see that power at work. May we look for your power at work. May we find you where you are. Not amongst the dead, but amongst the living. If you're with us today and you have yet to give your life to Jesus Christ, there is never a bad day to make a great decision. Today can be your day to say, Jesus, I accept you into my heart. I commit my life to you. And if that is you on the altar of your heart and with your mouths, just repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And thank you for rising from the dead. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And I commit today to turn away from everything that offends you. And to follow you with all of my heart. I recognize that life in Jesus isn't a storm-free life. But I declare and believe that it can be a storm-proof one. In Jesus' name. Family, love you. Happy Resurrection Day. Let's remember, he is risen. Let's live in victory. Love you.